Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Well, this is exciting because there's a major birthday today, isn't there? Yes. The 29th of August. 18. Happy birthday, oh. Bob from work. <laughs> Rugby League is 128 years old today. Yes, and mm. more importantly, it's our 100th episode. Yeah. So, you know, brilliant. Ha- happy birthday to us. <laughs> I've been about for more years than you've done episodes. <laughs> well, how many episodes have you done? Uh, I don't know. How many episodes have you done? 100. Well, I'm 128 <laughs> years old. Uh, that's Alan Partridge reference for anybody that doesn't get that. Yeah. And if you don't, then you should. Usually there's like two or three an episode. Yeah, there is. Honest. Yeah, so, you, should, yeah so. you should probably get them, yeah. yeah. Um, so what's been happening this week? Bobby, I believe you've you've been away this week. Sort of. Gave up and came home, really. Because? We went camping. Uh, where and did you go camping? Went, went to, to Cartmel Racing. Okay, up in Cumbria. It was terrible. Well, yeah. not the ra- well, actually, not the racing was as well because I didn't win. But uh, the camping was awful because, well, for starters, the tent was leaking, <laughs> <laughs> and then then the, this airbed that that um, me and my partner slept on was like half inflated. And he must have had a small hole in it somewhere. Because I woke up around four o'clock in the morning and my head was slightly above the ground. My back was on the ground and my legs were seven feet in air. Must have had a little prick in it. Best intro ever. <laughs> so it's fair to say you didn't like the soft ground then at Cartmel. Uh, more to the point. <laughs> more to the point that after that I gave up and went and slept in my car. Right. And what did your partner do? Uh, stayed in the bed. Right. Seems a bit harsh to me. This Callum <laughs> does a bit. Doesn't it? I left to the quilt. Oh dear me. Uh, so you slept in the car. <clears throat> yeah. Amazing. Oh dear. It was much better. Fair so enough. what what have we got on tonight on our hundredth episode? Have we mentioned it's our hundredth episode? Uh, we'll say it again if okay. not. It's our hundredth episode. So okay. what what have we got on tonight then? Well, last week we promised you uh, Richard Silverwood, mm. but that's not happening. It, but it, no, it is happening. <laughs> no, it is happening. Yeah, it's is. We've had to postpone it because unfortunately, um, Richard's been in London and held up with one or two business things. So we have delayed it next week, and we will have a a celebration of the hundredth episode. Yeah, it'll be our centenary celebration. Yes, uh, we're going to open it out after this week to some listener questions on Twitter. Mm. Um, uh, filter out the cranks and uh, <laughs> and then put them to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 
we will be like like Andy says, we will be putting it out on the uh, the Twitter and the Facebook and whatnot. So uh, keep an eye out for it. And any questions that you want to ask for next week, then uh, have a think and uh, let us know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, anything anything you want to, uh, Richard to answer, then uh, fire away. Yep. Um, what else we got on tonight then? Uh, well, tonight we've got the round twenty three review stats of the week. Uh, quick run through the NRL, and then we have a talk to me about instead. Mm, we do. And then Bry will join us for the Predictions League, which I think is everybody's least favourite segment now, <laughs> apart from Catalan, Leeds and Wakefield. Yeah. And then that will uh, wrap up our 100th episode. Hmm. Shall, we, um, shall we jump in then? Yes, let's. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, you just have to put up with it. Tough titties. So we will head into round 23 and we are going to kick round 23 off with... Salford and Wakefield, and unfortunately it was another nil in for Wakefield, and it was 20 nil to Salford. I'd actually forgot they used to get nilled every week. I know, I was just going to say, it's been a while since we've seen that really, mm. hasn't it? I'm from seeing it every um, every week early on, really, wasn't it, pretty much? Mm. False dawn for Wakefield, um, with that little run. I don't know if it was a... I don't know. I don't think... No, I don't think so. I think... Um, I don't know, maybe. Have we gone from the false dawn to fearing the Grim Reaper? Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to get swept up in it all, isn't it, week by week? Like, sort of feel like what everybody else is feeling, but... Do you, do you think the game now against Castleford last week is looking even more and more important? The way these fixtures go on because they've got four games, four games to go. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, you know, we said that from the start. We said that. I think we pretty much when you ran the fixtures through the the other the other week. Uh, I think myself and and Callum answered with pretty much ever won that game was was going to stay up because I don't think we could see another point coming for either team. Um, but in you know in case of this one. The only positive, really, is that it was, you know, Salford's a tough place to go for most teams, and I understand they didn't score any points, but, you know, all, you know, to only be, say, like, you know, 8-0 down in the first half and so on like that, it, it it's, it's still a positive for Wakefield in that sense. Does that make... Mm. I, I don't think this result is as bad as it looks, if that makes sense. No, but it could have been a lot worse. Sol- it could have been. The amount of time that Salford kicked through and then knocked on from the kicks. Yeah. There could have been three or four more tries in this. Mm. And he could have been looking at the back of a 30-odd, 40 defeat. I, w- I wonder if they'd have won that game against Castleford, that that would have been this score this week. They got off the bottom of the league a couple of weeks ago by virtue of points difference, but now there's 50 or 60 difference now. It that seems to come out of nowhere, that. It, it does, but what I'm saying is the two points behind and, so let's say, 60 points behind, mm. yeah? Saints at home this week. No. You know, Catalans at, uh, Catalans at home, Lee away. Old care at home. It's a tough run. You, you can't ask for a much tougher running, really, could mm. you? No, where's it? You know, where's it's not just the, the point, it's where 
the score as the scores are coming from. Mm. Even if they got two points out of that, it's what points in the others in the points yeah, difference. Yeah. yeah, that's and I think that's where I'm starting to fear the worst. I think for them now. Yeah, you know, um, not much to really say about the actual game, is there? I mean, um, again, right. So one of the points in the game was Wakefield uh, eight nil down, right, and then you eight nil down. Why try one of those short dropouts that just that gets batted back straight into the hands of Andy Ackers, mm. who runs eight yards and pops it down? Mm. To, yeah, I get this. Oh, we could get the ball back. You don't get the ball back, and you've got the worst defense in the league. Well, I was going to say that's the point. Is it's it stemmed from down under, hasn't it? Because they go, well, we'll hit it short. We only have to run ten yards rather than forty. Mm. And we back ourselves defensively on the line. That's the key point. But that that's, you know, what you just said then. They've got the worst defence in the league. Well, they're not. I mean, they might back themselves on the line. But it's not probably not going to happen, is it? No, realistically, it's um, it's, it's different in, in, in reality for Wakefield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I just think, I mean, Salford then... You know, back back in with the shout of the six again now. Last couple of weeks, looking a little bit more solid. So, uh, you know, I think it's just one of those routine wins that you would expect. And it's on to next week really, for both teams, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think they've pretty much got their 1-17 to 17 back, really, or, or what they would want as their 1-17 to 17 anyway. Yeah. Well... Funny you should mention the uh, the six there for Salford because we're going to move to the 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 other game that is up a little bit of controversy this week because we don't know well we do know who's sixth and seventh but there's not many people happy about it. Uh, Lee ten Hulk IR fifty two. Walloped them, didn't they? We watched this, didn't we, Callum? Mm. And um, still that Wembley hangover. Well, we said, didn't we? I can't remember whether we said it on air or whether we said it on the night watching the game that is this Lee's season? You know, can they pick themselves back up now? And they've won a trophy that nobody expected them to win, really. So, is that it? Have they, have they sort of... I don't think they have, but it's hard to get over all that emotion and, and all that, isn't it, from winning a major trophy? I had to laugh at one of the... Um... The, the YouTube, I, I checked the, um, I checked the highlight. We watched it, but I checked, I went through it again for the notes for the pod, mm. um, and checked the YouTube uh, highlights. And one of the comments underneath on YouTube was absolute bias with Lee this season. Everybody loves them. Mm. For example, everybody else's highlights were three and a half, four minutes. This is six. And I'm like, that's because they've got fifty, 50 points. Four points. <laughs> <sighs> they couldn't fit all the tries in three and a half minutes. It would literally just be the tries, wouldn't <laughs> it? No replays. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Oh, God. <laughs> to be fair, it sounds like a standard Super League highlight video anyway. It does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, um, what did you make of Jack Smith? Oh, right. He went to the screen two or three times, and I'm like, but he was right there. I can't remember which one it was, but the first one that he went to, to, to check the ground in. Yeah. Um, He's literally bending down. He, he, he literally couldn't... The only way he could have got closer to seeing that if he was lying on his belly. Mm. And he's gone to the screen. Yeah. 
I thought the worst one was the Ryan Hall one in the car. Oh, with the touchline. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's, he's absolutely, he's about a yard in from the touchline. Yeah. He's not like, oh, has his foot hit the ground or whatever. He's absolutely nowhere near. Yeah. Surely the touch judges say, no, he's, yeah. I think he cops the most stick. Jack Smith. Jack Smith. And I wonder whether that has affected his confidence um, in giving decisions. Richard mm. Silverwood. Um our guest for next week actually said, uh, tweeted on that game, referee must be short of confidence if he's having to go to the screen there. Mm-hmm. He, he, he cops the, the, the brunt of it, I think. So maybe he's just trying to overcompensate to not make a mistake. Yeah, he's just, because he must, he's going, well, if, if I give that and it is a knock-on. Oh. But he's right there. You're yeah. You've got to have the faith in your own convictions of your decisions, I think. Yeah. But whether, whether that's a coach, a player, but a when, referee. When a game is so one-sided and your big talking point is the referee and his mm. decision-making, it's uh, it's not great. No, no, you're right. Um, <clears throat> what now for both teams, Bobby? Well, Lee, I mean, Lee are pretty much sewn up in fourth place, aren't they? Yeah, you, you've, you've pretty much touched on Lee there. Is this Lee's... Season pretty much there, you know. They've won the Challenge Cup now. Is it? Is is that them sort of saying right? We've done something no one expected us to do. We're happy in in fourth. I can't see them dropping from fourth to fifth or anything like that at the moment. For all KR, it's just that that continuous of a battle for playoffs, isn't it? There's mm. there's a few teams around them now. I I, I can't see them potentially losing uh, four points. I think they are clear of Leeds and Huddersfield. Possibly Hull as well. There's a, there's a few chasing them. Yeah, we're down to three for two, I think, in those places. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, it now becomes Warrington, Hull, KR, and Salford, really, doesn't it? And Definitely. That's that's you. That's your thing. So you know, in terms of Hull, KR's season, it's just about you know trying to keep picking up points as and when they can. And I think I think the I think they play Catalans at home this week. They could it, win that. Again. Yeah, definitely. I was just about to say they could win that. I, that I would I would back them against anybody at home, yeah. to be honest. That yeah, home really good home fortress. Really good home side. Mm. Um I'd be surprised now if Leeds, Huddersfield or Hull managed to overhaul two of those uh, two of those teams. Yeah. To yeah. get in. Um mm. I, I think so. Um but, Bobby, they are out of the top six, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's, uh, as I said uh, in the intro to this one, they they were sixth at the start of, uh, at the end of the, the game. Mm. But after the weekend, it's been reviewed and apparently now Salford is sixth and Hulkar is seventh. If you... is, is that on points difference? Uh, no, they have the same amount of points and the same amount of points difference. Okay, so they've, uh, so they've, so they've scored less then? Uh, no. Okay. They've scored more than Salford. So why are they out then? Uh, apparently the rules um, in the RFL are the next deciding factor of league position is points scored divided by points against times 100 gives you a points percentage which Salford are there for ahead of on Hull KR despite scoring less. He's making it up as he goes along. Someone was hammered when they've made that right. up, aren't they? Who's in, who's in charge of this? Like, who is it, like Rachel Riley or something? Who's <laughs> why, in charge why, of it? Like, <laughs> why, why times 100? Because you have to get a percentage, don't you? Percentages are out of well, 100, Why just do score points scored? Is that, is that not the no, idea? No, I know, but I'm just saying, no. who's made that up? Why? How, how do you decide that? It's a mathematician. How 
would you even think of that? It's uh, any other sport in the world is very sensible and just goes right. Well, you've scored more, so you're higher uh, up. Some leagues do head to head. Yeah, mm. for example, that would work as well. That'd be more than but, acceptable, you know. But I don't. It's, it's the whole point of the game not to entertain and score points. Yeah. So therefore, if you've scored more points, if you've got the same points difference, but you've scored more, surely that should reward you. Mm. I mean, you know, I mean, I know there's four games. I think it's probably <laughs> unlikely they're going to keep going toe to toe like this. But let's say it's the end of the season now, and you've finished on plus nineteen points or whatever they're on uh, difference, should I say? And you get told, oh yeah, you're not in the playoffs because we've made up some. Uh, points percentage ruling, but you've, you've scored more. Well done, but you, you you know you're not in the playoffs. Sorry, mm. you'd, you'd be I, absolutely gutted. I'd be fuming to be honest. If I was coach, let's say, yeah, and then that you were you were done on some sort of GCSE equation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that you'd be, you know, Willie Peters has five apples. <laughs> <laughs> Salford take two and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Who is in sixth place? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. (sighs) That sounds better, actually. (laughs) Right, well, we're going to... Maybe they should just do like... Maybe him and Paul Rowley should do like rock, paper, scissors or something. (laughs) Maybe they should do what they're doing... um... Friday Night Lights, where they all flip a coin. Oh, yeah, where they couldn't tell which way up it was. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. But how would you do that, though? There's only two of them. Well, it still sounds better than this, what they've done. That's true, yeah. It does, actually, yeah. <laughs> First one to flip three tails or something. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we're going to move on to, uh, a t- to two teams that are just below... Uh, the the sixth and seventh equation. That's Huddersfield and Leeds. They are both on twenty points. But it was Huddersfield that got there this weekend with a twenty-one twelve victory over the Rhinos. Yeah, um, more controversy coming from another game, wasn't there? Yeah, there was uh, a lot of Leeds fans not happy with the um, Nagama try. Nothing wrong with that. No, I I didn't think so either. His ball carrying arm from the angle that I saw definitely didn't hit the floor. So he, so he dives in from ten yards. Yeah, gets held up by three defenders, outstretches an arm, yeah, plonked it over. Yeah, and the argument is that his ball carrying arm has touched the ground, but I or his momentum had stopped, or what? I I, I thought it was okay. I yeah, I, I think I think you see that try hundred times a season, and then the uh, the drop goal. There were there was complaints about the drop goal. That Whether it had gone in or... Yeah, it's, I mean, from the camera angles we've seen, unless you're at the game literally behind the sticks, it's, it's very hard to tell on that one. But the only thing you could really say is Jake Connor didn't exactly celebrate in a fashion that had possibly won him the game. To no. go 19-12. Everyone was it's... looking around going, what's he going to give? Yeah. None of the players, none of the Huddersfield players put their arms in the air to celebrate. One of them's there with their hands on his head. Mm. Like, like I think it was Chris McQueen mm. that he's missed. And both Huddersfield and Leeds started to set up for a seven-tackle set. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the whistle goes, and Jake Connor starts laughing, going back. And he's blatantly said to the water carrier, the water boy who's come on from the Coca-Cola, yeah, <laughs> he's blatantly said to him, I've missed it. <laughs> and he... 
I, I don't think that's gone in at all, that one. The angles are deceiving. But it, I don't it, think it's so. hard to tell like whether it actually does or not on the, the camera angle that we've got, but I think the players' reactions from both sets of teams, says it, especially yeah, Huddersfield. I, I was going to say, you play... The players and and whenever you've played sport and team sport, you know whatever whether it's whether it's football, it's a penalty, whether it's anything like that, anything that goes on, mm. you know from players' reactions. Especially yeah. as I just said, at a moment in the game where you've potentially won the game because you've gone from six points mm. where Leeds could score a try and get back and mm. to seven, yeah. you've you've effectively won your team the game, haven't you? Mm. And then there was another controversy from Leeds' point of view because they got to try. Um, rubbed out with a, a Walters knock on that I didn't think was a knock on. I thought it hit his leg. But, yeah, but you can see why. I, I could see why you yeah, give it because it yeah. took me five goes on the replay to look at it and, and I actually paused it at the point where it hit his leg. And I was lucky to pause it at that point, if that makes sense. I see. It's good. Just carrying on from last week, we're talking about TV deal and every game being on, on uh, well, available to watch one mm. way yeah. or another. You know, you can go to the screen for stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Doesn't alter the fact, though, does it, that in all this, Leeds give up a 16-0 lead straight away. Mm. They give Huddersfield a 16-point start Yeah, in the first half. So all all the moaning about, we haven't done this, we haven't done this, top and bottom of it is, they give a 16-0 lead to Huddersfield and haven't been good enough all season. No, that's the top and bottom. And then they had a, a pointless second half as well. Yeah, five nil the second half was. Yeah, yeah, because they got themselves back in it on half time, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And they got two penalties and a drop goal. Yeah, yeah. It, but they've not been good enough, have they, Leeds? No. But if you look where they are now, it looks unlikely at the moment they're going to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're eighth at the minute. I think. That can't be good enough for a team like Leeds Rhinos. Well, especially after making the grand final last year. Yeah. But even last year, they come with a run at the right time, didn't they? They managed to get in the playoffs and then managed to scrape their way in the final. They, they weren't top two all season and you think, oh, they're expected to get there. Mm. No, they weren't. And to be honest, it's, they've got to do some heavy recruiting. Do you think Rowan Smith's on borrowed time then? I don't know. It's thin ice the same as borrowed time. Mm. Uh, dunno, because you fall through thin ice, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> How do you borrow time though? Yeah, that's true, yeah. I don't, don't know, know actually. But, but I don't know if borrowed time is the right I mean, wording. You know, i I mean I suppose the way to look at it is, is one way is if if uh Hull and Huddersfield do pick up a couple more wins in these last four games you're tenth. Mm. You're, fen- so, you're, you're, you're effectively finishing above two teams that are fighting it out for relegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It, it sounds weird, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So is Rowan Smith on thin ice? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, mm. or borrowed time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do think. I mean, it's not good enough, is it? From Leeds Rhinos, it's not good enough. No, and I. Uh, and uh, I I don't see. I don't think it's anywhere near good enough for Huddersfield with the squad they've had this season. But they go under the radar because it's Huddersfield, yeah, and they and they're sort of not expected to. They get five thousand every week. Leeds get fifteen. That type mm. of thing. The, the profile of Leeds Rhinos, big city, yeah, etc. Big club with a, with a really strong Super League history that Huddersfield haven't as much got. Yeah, that Huddersfield's. Um, Failure, if you like, yeah, 
goes a little bit, I suppose, more accepted, I suppose. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Generally, in rugby, yeah. in rugby league circles, yeah. generally. No, you're probably right. Uh, from a Leeds point of view, it's not looking brilliant. At the minute, it's not looking fantastic for next season either. You know, they've lost, well, they've lost Austin now. How much of a factor is that now for them? Because... It must be big, pretty big because I think he, he you know, he was travelling pretty well and he was playing every week. Yeah, he, he was going pretty well. There, there was I seen some fans calling for him to be re-signed, even if it was just mm. for another year. Well, our friends at the Lot Pod had polls about it. Would you give him? Would you give yeah. him no deal? And if so, yeah. how long? So, so it must have been going okay to be having those uh, discussions about him. Yeah, it must have been. And then all of a sudden, he. he... He blatantly wants out, doesn't he? Because he's he's put a video out slagging the club off. Yeah, and, he, and, and he's Gar- gone. Uncle Gary, yeah. And, and neither coach knew the following morning when they got up, so... No, it was um, it was a very strange one, and it's he's, he's I would say he's definitely been better than Caesar this season. Mm. Uh, who, again, they're, they're losing. They're losing Caesar now. Uh, they've lost Sam Walters. There's rumours that James Bentley's on his way. They've just signed... Um, the lad from, is it the Knights? Oh, um What's he called? Think about that while we talk. Uh, Miller, Lockham. Miller, oh, Lockham Miller, Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but they've and got there's... some, like you said, I think, Callum, you, they've got some heavy recruitment to do. Cause well, they've, they've got lo- no halfbacks next season. And they've lost Walters. Yeah. Well, there's, so. uh, on, on the halfback, there's uh, strong rumours that they're signing the former Huddersfield halfback, Matt Frawley. Oh that's, that, that's the that's the strongest rumor coming out at the moment for them. He's awful. He was poor at Huddersfield, and he was shocking at was it Canberra when he went. He's back still to there him? now. Yeah. Hear him, he mm. awful player. The only one I've seen worse than him was that Mark Herbert that played for Bradford. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, should we should we move on? Tough times for Leeds, I think, at the minute. Definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move into uh, our second nilling of the week. Uh, and it was probably one that most did not expect to happen. And that was Catalan's nil, Wigan 34. Mm. Walloped them, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, the most important thing I thought from this game was, what were all them rings on the pitch? Right, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I swear this is true. Well, right. They've... They borrowed a mower from one of the local rugby union clubs and it gave the pitch a fungal infection. They've had it done it on purpose, haven't they? Lynn? Aren't they bloody rugby union? They've done it on purpose, Lynn. Exactly. Aren't they? So, yeah, apparently it was oh, like a fungal infection. Talking rugby oh. union, have you seen who their latest target is this week? You know, they keep, have you seen the rugby union team keep losing coming into this World Cup? England rugby. Yeah, they keep getting beat. Don't know, but go on. So they're blaming Kevin Sinfield now for for his because def- his defence coach is not he's, he's not good enough. All oh, right. They're blaming Kevin Sinfield. Right. Any chance you get to blame rugby league, mm. <laughs> do it, don't they? Take a look yeah. in the mirror, lads. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Idiots. <sighs> anyway, but thirty-four uh, nil. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Surprise of the week, really, isn't it? Catalan. The way Catalan had been going. Well, they played like they had a fungal infection or something, didn't they? Cause... Maybe they did. Yeah. Maybe they had, like, trench foot or something. <laughs> <laughs> they had, uh, 
I mean, 22 nil after, but again, last five minutes of the first half, two mm. tries, 12 points, uh, 10 points, I think. Yeah. But again, game's gone then, hasn't it? 12 nil, getting at half time, 12 nil, you can put things right. Yeah. Uh, McNamara said after the game that they were, he thought that last week they were poor in the first half, but he didn't think they were far away and they could put it right. Mm-hmm. This week, he didn't <laughs> think they had any chance whatsoever. No, they were they were well off the pace. What they have been, haven't they? You know, um, to to nil top of the, when was the last time top of the league got nilled? Mm, that's true. yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. The um, and our, our one of our underrated players that we, we we've spoke about, Abbas Miski, weighed in with another another is it hat trick again. Can't stop scoring, can he? No, no. I think he's uh, still one behind Tom Johnston now. Yeah. Actually, he might even not even be up there. I might be thinking of think Josh he, Charnley. No, actually. I don't think he is, actually. But no, he, he I'm thinking does, of Josh Charnley. I don't know how. He seems to score every week. I know. Yeah. I know. But, uh, but uh, Wigan finding form at the right time, it would seem. Yeah, all, all the, the good teams do, really, I think, don't they? Um, mm. You know, they, they've they've won enough trophies over the last few years to know how to do it. So, And, and just a blip for Catalan? Um... Yeah, you'd have to imagine so, wouldn't you? But um, it, 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 I think the the biggest question is how much of a blip can it be? Because we've already mentioned that they go away to Hull KR this week and we've already said that Hull KR could easily win that game at home. So all of a sudden, being four points clear at the top, a blip that a blip this week and a blip next week could see you be on the verge of losing the league leader's shield. And with this defeat, in effect, between first and second, there's a minus 68 points difference as well yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah. So. And with, I think, Saints going to Wakefield, and I don't know who Wigan play this week. Home uh, to Salford. See, that's not an easy win, but I mean, with, with Saints playing the bottom two in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. you know, they could sneak up. We'll come on to Saints anyway, but they could easily sneak up on the uh, on Catalans's. 20 tries, Miski's on, Johnson on 24. Okay. Mm. Not, yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, but it's blown, just, the, blown the uh, league leaders wide open. You know, if we if the league leaders had the respect it deserves, mm, be fantastic. It'd be it? yeah, it'd be wide open. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Just before we leave this game, I wanted to ask you: uh, Sam Tompkins escaped a ban this week. Did you see this one with the knees up? Yeah, everyone's saying he should have been banned. But I mm. wanted to see what you thought because the tackles. Looking complete is is it is it dangerous I to defend the, yourself? I don't think the tackle is looking complete. And, it's not complete. And to be fair to O'Neill that comes in slows right down to make. Yeah. He doesn't come coming in like a bull in mm. a china shop. He, he he does slow down. I think because he's slowed down and the tackle's not complete. I think they've got it right. I think it's a warning and a fine, mm. and, and that's it. I don't think there's anything. In it, I don't think it was like a vicious. It's a reaction. It's a reaction. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get. Well, the tackle's definitely not complete. No. No. Absolutely not. No. Fair enough. Um, Well, we might as well move on to um, Saint Helens, as I just mentioned, and they were they were at Castleford this week, and it was Cass four, Saint Helens thirty four. Sparkling first half. We've been really critical of Saints' attack, haven't we, Callum? Um, Yeah. In the last few weeks, but this was much more like it. The links between Wellsby, Lomax and Makinson. Uh, and and, and yeah. what's made a big difference is moving Mark Percival from the left to the right to be Tommy Makinson's centre. Yeah. Mm. That's an unbelievable partnership, really. What do you think? What So will Makinson go back to the side when uh, Conrad Hall comes back in then? 
Percival mm. to the other back to his yeah, left. Yeah, sorry, did I say that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Actually, I'd, I'd be probably, but I'd be tempted to look at a way around that because that is a deadly combination. And I think, for me, Mark Percival is one of the t- the the best centers in the league. Mm. Like I think he's incredible, and he really does make a difference to that St. Ellen's side when he plays. And I think it goes a little bit unnoticed. Mm. Um, but I w- I would look at trying to see if Hurrell could play on the left. Well, whether he can or not, I don't know. But um, I'd, mm. I'd I'd look at trying to keep that combination. Mm. I think the other thing with that side at the minute that's going well is uh, I know uh, we've we've praised him a few times this this uh, season for his his work rate for St. Helens, but uh, Joe Bachelor, mm. you've got a you've got a trio of Bachelor, Percival, Makings, and then that's easily Saints three, you know, and defensively as well. Yeah. I don't think there's anything going through that. I don't no, think, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, <clears throat> another ref under fire from the Castleford fans in the first half, missing. Allegedly forward passes and missing everything, giving Saints everything. I saw that. It's similar to you on the YouTube. I yeah. watched it on YouTube, and one of the comments was, "Oh, you missed two forward passes." It was all and over the referees t- are cheat, and I'm like, "Yeah, it nailed down, mate." It was all over Twitter as well this week about uh, how the how the referees done Castleford over. I don't. I'm not quite sure which tries they think are forward. No. I think one was the Makinson's first. Where he had a little flick past to yeah, him in the did, corner, yeah. but from the the angle that was shown, it didn't look anywhere near forward to me. I think they were outclassed, to be honest. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Even if they'd give, I think even if they'd give them tries as forward, mm. they'd have probably have got in on the next set. I, I still think that possibly they, they've. They'd, they could have done enough Castleford already just to stay up after we've spoke about it before. So mm. it's like a grand final for him, wasn't it last week? I think so. Mm. The way that the fixtures are turning out now with with Wakefield's running, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, just before we move on from this one, uh, did any of you watch the Super League show? No, no. I only I only asked because um, Tanya Arnold asked a, a good question to to Ryan uh, Briley this week uh, about Saints, and uh, I wanted to see what you thought. As weird as it sounds. Uh, do you think Saints are under the radar? I know it sounds weird for a four-time champions to be under the radar, but you know we've been very critical of them, and they sit in third. Are they? Coming I, I, to I don't. Right I don't know about under the radar. I don't think they can possibly go under the radar because, like you said, four times champions. But I do think they're in decent form at the right time. I think they've come in for a lot of criticism, and I think people have, have sort of assumed that. Saints' glory run is over. Mm. And now all of a sudden, actually, it might not be. And I think when you get into big games with Saints, mm. then I think there's still an expectation that they win. I Defensively, think, they're still very, very yeah. sound. I, I think they've got the best defensive record in the league. So. Yeah. I think, you know, the semi-final of the Challenge Cup against Lee, yeah. I think was still considered a pretty big shock. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I think if they get into the playoffs... And they get into like a semi final or something. I think they'll still be they'll still go into that as favourites because of what they've because done. Because they're defensively, because they're so sound defensively, they'll always still be in with a chance. Yeah. And that's the danger. Yeah. yeah. Well that leaves us with one game left in round twenty three, and it was probably the uh the, the the game that maybe called a halt to 
a couple of teams coming into this playoff race, and that was Hull and Warrington. It was Hull 4, Warrington 18. Warrington have won. I know. Woo! And a, 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 big, you know, a big win for them, really. It's massive win. I don't know how many they'd lost on the trot. Yeah, seven or eight, I think. It, it's huge for them. I think they'd won one in nine and one in ten mm. or something. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a bad run the form they were on. So it puts them, and it puts them in fifth. And with home to Castleford this weekend, you'd expect them to to back that up, wouldn't you? So yeah, you would. You know what you what you were saying, Andy, about three fighting for two. You've got Warrington, OKR, and Salford, um, all on twenty four points. You know, we said about Leeds and like not good enough for Leeds because of the size of the club and the city and mm. things like that. Does that apply to Hull the same? I I think so, when you're talking about big cities and things like that. But they've not been good enough. And they're never good enough. No, they haven't they've been good a, enough. They've had a few, you know, challenge cup wins. But, but in terms of Super League, mm. they've never been... I mean, they got to the final, in a grand final, I think, was it 2006? Yeah. yeah. They've never been close since. I think a bigger question is... I think not a bigger question. The, the, maybe that's better question asked for Warrington because they've never won the grand. They've never won a grand final. They've won a couple of Challenge Cups, exactly like Hull. Hull. But you would probably consider them one of the top four or five clubs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that Cat- before Catalan, they were you know probably yeah one of the big four. One so of the big speak. four. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, oh, there's some shocking defence on show here from Hull. For the first and second tries, oh. the Dufty try in particular was just an embarrassment defensively. Mm. I thought, um, and I think Hull were pretty poor at both ends. Yeah, um, they scored one early on, didn't they, I, with Swift and, and and looking at this as a whole game, I would sort of ask the question: How are either, how are either of these teams mm. in top six material? Yeah, no, you you're right, especially Hull, you know. They haven't been anywhere near the top six this season, I don't think. And again, really losing mm-hmm. Clifford. Yeah, they've got some big recruiting to do as they've well. They've lost well. Swift and Savelio as well at the end of the year. Big recruitment. Mm. But then they've brought in uh, Jade and Jade and Ockenbore, who's a winger turned second rower, I think. Yeah, but he's. He's rubbish. Is he the one that's going to be doing the schools visits? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the community guy. Yeah, always willing to get involved with the community. Yeah, Is he the that's one? the yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, but there was a there was a video from <laughs> <laughs> the NRL. Uh, not that video. No, no. Okay, no, right. Not yeah. that video. Right. Okay, that was a picture. All right. Um, <laughs> from the the dogs played. They got hammered, didn't they? Off was it the Sea Eagles? Yeah, they did this week. Yeah, and one of the tries that the Sea Eagles scored, you should have seen the defensive effort from him. Really? It was abysmal. So mm. he'll probably fit in at Hull. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he's, it's not a good sign. I I can't see Hull making it now. Um, Warrington, I think if they can sort of like just get themselves together for the last two, or th- you know, two or three of the last four games, we'll, we'll make it. Yeah, they'll probably scrape in that sixth, fifth or sixth. Yeah, part. but yeah, okay. Well, it's looking a bit clearer though, isn't it now? The, yeah, the top four sorted. We, it's we, just in what order? A couple of weeks ago, we had six teams for two, like for two places. Mm. Now I think we're down to three. Well, I think, like I say, we've got 
Warrington will KR Salford all on 24, and yeah. then they're 20. four points In ahead of like Leeds, Huddersfield. Four Hull. games to go. It's yeah. a big overtake. Yeah. Boris Stats of the Week. Yes, time for Boris's Stats of the Week. Hello. Hello. And how many do we have this week? We have six this week. Slipping. <laughs> they must be good because he's hiding his pad out of reach. I uh, just so you can't get hold of it again. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> he won't be dashing off this week, will he? <laughs> no. Uh, right, hit me. Uh, Stat number one is uh, the Dolphins' loss at the weekend means that Wayne Bennett will have his least amount of wins in a season. Um, His his least amount came at the Knights. He only got 10 wins in that season. But even if the Dolphins were to win the last game, he would only end with a maximum of nine. I don't think he'd be that bothered. I still think he'd be quite proud because they've done... I think everyone was expecting him to... With the wooden spooners and started off well, didn't started they? off really, really well. And and there's a couple of games that they'll look at, look at and go, yeah, we should have won that. I don't know. If it was this week or last week. They they played the Cowboys at home either mm. last week or this week. Thirty three thousand at the Sun really? Cop, yeah. Oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, I listened to that on the radio. Yeah, thirty three thousand. Yeah. Brilliant. So uh, it seems to be working. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> stat number two is Mike Acevo uh, has become the second Eels player to score four tries in a game twice in the same season. The only other player to do it for the club was Semi Radradra. Is he still in Rugby Union? Yeah. Is he still at Coventry? He was at Coventry. I don't know. I've yeah. got a feeling he's playing for a French team or something. Uh, not for right. That doesn't seem that impressive, does it, that? What? Four tries twice in a season. It's okay. It seems, uh, it seems to be one of those... No, what I mean is it seems to be one of those where they make a bigger deal of that in the NRL than they would do in Super League. Mm. Yeah, probably. You know, if Bevan French has, if Bevan French has done it, like, twice, let's say, you, do, you wouldn't sort of hear that the same as... Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> As Cal already mentioned, the Bulldogs lost to the Seagulls. Uh, because of that, the Bulldogs have now conceded 30-plus points in nine of their last ten matches. What would you say? Take that. Oh, yeah, take that, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's bad defence and there's, there's that really, isn't there? Yeah. <clears throat> um, stat number four is uh, Catalans have been nilled for the first time since 2019. Uh, it was a bit of deja vu for them as it was Wigan who handed them their last nilling, 42 nil, but that was at the DW. Uh, the last time they were nilled uh, in France was off Salford, which was 46 nil in the same 2019 season, just three weeks before that. Mm. And, and they nilled... Wigan on the last two visits they'd had there, the last two times they'd played them, I think, as well. And they turned it, Wigan yeah, turned it around to nil them. Yeah, I think they have, yeah. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Stat number four and five are about the same player. Uh, stat number four, uh, sorry, stat number five and six, should I say. Um, stat number five, Mark Percival uh, now has 1,000 points for St. Helens. He is Saints seventh all-time point scorer and only one point off sixth place. Sixth place. It <laughs> was a bit lispy, that it was, it? wasn't it? Sixth place. Uh, sixth place. Um, it was his Matt Percival. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in sixth place is current head coach Paul Wellens. Okay. But you don't pick him again now, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're not doing it. You're not doing it, Perthy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give Tommy the goal kicking back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and sticking with uh, Mark Percival, he is also uh, in the same in the same game against Castleford. He scored his one hundredth Super League try. Mm. Um, he is only the tenth centre in Super League to achieve this. Okay, uh, and he is also the seventh Saints player to score all one hundred tries at the club. Very good. Well done. Excellent. And that's that, yeah. Can't help thinking he padded them out a little bit there at the end. Yeah, I feel like I could have had five stats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely padded them out, hasn't he? Not mm. really. I think so. Not like he's camping, Ben. Listen, right. <laughs> listen, if you want to, listen, if you want to take over this stats of the week stuff and you need to do a better job, do it. No, 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 I'll come just, on, I'll come just, on. No, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll let you know because if, if if one of us do it, you might as well just not turn up. Yeah, no, just for one week. All <laughs> oh, right, just just for one week. No, it's all right. You, you stick to it. Uh, you need the practice. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on then. Yeah. Yeah. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Took over this section last week. Yeah. So if we take over his other one, he's yeah, he, you it, know yeah. he's knackered. Yeah, you did, and you did such a fantastic job. I, I you know, I listened back to it. I thought, you know, what a, what a good job. People loved it. Can yeah. I see if you wrote them better this they week? They did. Um, just so I, I think uh, Andy, do you want to read them this week for me? <laughs> <laughs> he's put them all in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well done, well done. Just just in case I had to leave, you know. Even that lad at work that failed on his GCSE, you could read them. Well done. <laughs> uh, just for the record, that's why I was hiding my pad because I didn't want you to see it. No, right. Okay, right. And our L time? Uh, yes, uh, Panthers eighteen, Eels thirty-two. It's a surprise, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Big shock that one. Um, everyone thought the Eels were going to make the playoffs, but I don't. Th- think they possibly can now due to uh this week's switches which we'll come on to um warriors 18 dragons 6 uh dolphins 10 cowboys 34 and as you said earlier andy great um attendance from the dolphins with 33000 mm. uh the storm 37 the titans 16 good uh, good good <laughs> I don't like the way they treated Justin Holbrook. Right. So have you ditched him? No, I, no, I haven't ditched him. I'm just saying... He's Des Asler coming in next season. Exactly. Then we're all on Desi's fun bus next year, but, you know. Okay. But for this year, I just don't think they treated him very well. Do you? Do you? It seemed a bit harsh. Yeah. 
Um, probably got a better job out of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Roosters 32, Tigers 8. Benji Marshall's 100% record comes crashing down. <laughs> right, yeah. To 50%. <laughs> uh, the Raiders 18, the Broncos 29, who now sit atop of the league leaders. Uh, yeah. Bulldogs 24, Seagulls 42. And the uh, the Knights 32, Sharks 6. Knights looking a real dark horse for the playoffs, but they have lost Caelan Ponga now, which is a, a massive they loss. They don't know how long for, though, do they? But... No, but we all know the rule around the Knights, don't we? Exactly. No party. No, hang on. <laughs> no, no Ponga. No party. That's the one. <laughs> Hammered them shirks, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> No, this week it's the Sharks. Yeah, he's got it right this week, yeah. Um, looking forward to uh, this week. There are some massive games with the close, uh, how close their playoff run is. There's about 50 debutants this week. Is there? Because, you know, like all the, the ones that can't move or moving doesn't really matter to them. They're yeah. just resting all the players. Yeah. Right, okay. For example, you've got the Broncos and the Storm, which I would have highlighted as a good game, but as Callum just said, the Broncos have pretty much dropped their entire team haven't they mm. is this the last round from this, this is the yeah. last round yeah um you've got the panthers and the cowboys which could be a good game sharks and the raiders but probably the biggest one of the week is the rabbitos and the roosters winner goes to the playoffs and that's a big derby as well isn't it mm. and not necessarily though I don't think. I think they could both. Yeah, the Cowboys win, but it is pretty much do or die. I think the. I think for the Cowboys to do it, though, I think the whoever wins. I think the Roosters have to beat the Bunnies by about sixty points or something stupid. Ah, right. Fair enough then. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's the trip down under. Excellent. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you? What you? What you talking about? Yes, Talk To Me About makes a return this week in place of Richard Silverwood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this week, Talk To Me About England Rugby League and more specifically, England Rugby League shirts. I am fuming. Yeah, you weren't happy, were you? No, no. And and it's not... Well, it is the kit because I don't like the kit much to start with. Right. Um, this new one. This new one. But I'll come on to that in a minute. Right. Right. So 2022, uh, sorry, 21 yeah. World Cup. Yeah. They bring a shirt out yeah. for the World Cup. Mm-hmm. What happens to the World Cup then? Delayed due to COVID. Right. Did they delay the shirt? <laughs> uh, they just sort of scrapped it. Yeah. So then we'll have, oh, we'll have another one, which I bought actually. Yeah, I bought that. The I didn't quite, buy the other one, though. I thought it was quite a nice shirt. Yeah, I didn't that. buy the other one. No, I didn't, which is why I bought yeah. the one for the 23, uh, mm. 22 World Cup, sorry. I've, I've, yeah. lost, I've lost count of World Cup years now. <laughs> that's two sh- That's two shirts yeah. for one World Cup. Yeah. Right? We've played three group games. Yeah. A quarter final, which I think, was that against France, I think? Uh, or Papua New Guinea. Right, yeah. Yeah, played... played um, Did we? At Bolton. Yeah. Played Papua New Guinea. Right. We were about 30 nil up at half time. No, we yeah. played him at the DW. We played him in the quarterfinals. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we played, and then the semi against Samoa. 
Yes. So they played five games in that shirt. Mm-hmm. Right. Then we'll say, okay, well, we'll have a new one for a one-off test uh, and we'll have uh, an MND shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's got the orange in it, the MND logo and the Rob Borrow England shirt, which they, which they then played in that for one game. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, to that France? Yep. Played that. Six games, three shirts. Could we stick with that one, do you think? For a test series against Tonga. Or <laughs> are we bringing a new shirt out? Uh, well, they have brought a new shirt out. So that'll be three games in that. Yeah. Don't tell me that they're going to bring... Don't tell me that they're going to they're gonna uh, keep that shirt for any internationals next year. Because they're not. Yeah. So that will be nine games that England Rugby League have played. Right? Mm-hmm. In four different shirts. Yeah. Right. I think that is absolutely outrageous for the lack of international rugby league, the lack of games that we have at international level, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. when it's a non World Cup year, particularly when now we really don't get to see either touring or Tri Nations teams from down under. We buy, we're paying these shirts. So, and I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that we've now had nine games and we've got another new shirt. Well, if you bought every one of them shirts, they're about 50, 50 quid. quid. 200, 200 quid. quid. And one of them wasn't even worn by the team. No, mm. that's right. In any game. Yeah, that's Why right. they brought a new one out, I have no idea. For the rearranged world. Yeah. Yeah. The MND one, I you know, the... Teams bring special kits for like Magic Weekend and stuff. I haven't really got that big of an issue with it, but why why are we bringing another new one out? Exactly. When we've just played that one in the World Cup, should should there not be a rule where you have to have the same kit for two years? Like well, you do. Well, this is this is the next point I want to I want to come on to. Right. Which is right, and I don't think that should be for England. I remember. Few, admittedly, it's a few years ago now, but I remember football teams as well, um, and and rugby league teams. They used to have a kit for two years. So what would happen is, is that they would have a home shirt. Let's say, let's say twenty, let's say two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. around about that time, and they'd have a home shirt for two years. Okay, they wouldn't change that that shirt then until two thousand and ten. So if you if you were buying your shirt, you got two years wear out of it as the new, the current kit. Mm-hmm. In two thousand and nine, what they would do is change their away kit. Yeah. So every year you would get a new kit, but you but mm. they would they would both last for two years. Mm-hmm. Now every team brings out a new home kit every year, a new away kit every year, and a new third kit. And stroke or a magic weekend kit. Yeah. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I just think the pressure that particularly parents can find themselves under to buy not just a shirt, but a new kit mm. yeah. in some cases as well for younger kids. You know, how many, how many times you go to a match and you see little kids in full, you know, in full, full kits when they go to the match? Mm-hmm. You know? I just think that's ridiculous. On top of that, You've then got this England situation. 
I just think it's I just think it's absolutely scandalous the way that kits have gone in this day and age. And I'm still convinced that if you did it the other way I've just said, where you had a home kit for two years and an away kit for two years, I'm still convinced that you would sell as many shirts as you would in that season. Because I think everybody then would buy that new kit, either the home or away. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of adults probably only buy one or the other. Exactly. And obviously the, the parents might only be able to afford one or the other. And I think then if you have that and you sell 50 of each, let's say, just for, I'm just picking numbers, let's say you pay 50 of each. Mm-hmm. If you had one kit, I'm pretty sure you still sell 100 of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think you would lose out on shirt sales. No, I don't think so. Because I think everybody would have it. And I think everybody would have it knowing that they've got that shirt for two years. Yeah. And as you've just said, you could easily have two kits a season because if you did home or home away alternate years, you'd have your Magic Weekend kit potentially to still... Which which then I think people might then buy more because they've got that as like a charity kit or a one-off kit or something like that mm-hmm. because you've only bought one shirt already. But if you've bought the home and the away shirt... Now I've got to buy this one. You don't have to buy it, but that's the sort of that's the sort of way that fans are, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, some teams even go as far as releasing. Uh, I've seen in rugby league is, is four shirts. You've you've got your home away. Mm. I've even seen alternate or a, or a challenge cup kit, mm. and then your magic weekend kit on top of that. Some clubs even release four a year. Well, Leeds have done it this year, haven't they? But that was a special thing because they had the. Um, the, the check kit in the Doddy Weir stroke yeah. Rob Burrow kit. And I'm absolutely not I mean, Salford that. done something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think Hulk Kayar had about three of... I've had yeah, they did year. one for the welders or something, didn't they? Yeah. Something. Yeah. And um, I get that. If you want to buy that, that's what... Or some people, sometimes, um, uh, they'll have testimonial shirts mm-hmm. for, yeah. for players, you yeah. know, if that's the case, like that. And then you've got a choice whether you want to support that testimonial for that player and buy that testimonial shirt. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. But I'm talking about week in, week out shirts, home and away, right? I just think it's, I think it's, I think it gets ridiculous. Yeah. And I think the prices get ridiculous, especially when you add most kit. You don't often see kids, for example, with a kit on without a name and number on the back. Mm. Yeah. There's another, there's another 10 or 15 quid mm-hmm. that goes on that shirt. Yeah. And as you said, your shorts and your socks along with it. It's 100 quid a time. Yeah. I remember they used to have to pay for the Super League badges as well. Yeah. Yeah. They were great then, though, weren't they? Yeah. They're like yeah. felty. Feeling yeah, that's ones. right. Yeah. Yeah, they were mint. Um, now they're just on the shirt, aren't they? But, yeah. Mm. But that was, yeah. But that, you're right, though. That was that was great. Well, then, I just think that the, the, these kit and the regularity of the kit, just, I think that point is just, I think it's ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah. Um, back onto the England kit. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on it? This new one? I I don't. It's not ugly or anything. I just don't like it. I just there's, there's something about it I don't particularly like, and I don't know what it is. I think it strikes me as a bit of a sort of training top or something. It's, it's a little bit like a watered down Great Britain Lions kit. Yeah, mm. I, I did like the one that we wore for the World Cup. I really did like that in the end. Yes. Um, the initial thought was. Well, because we've always had like red or an England yeah. flag in it, but... and they made a deliberate statement about that, didn't they? About yeah. trying to go to blue and white. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. In the end, I really, I think it's a really nice shirt. But there's yeah. something about this one that and, I don't like. And I'll keep that. Yeah. And if and if we go and watch England against Tonga, we go and watch those matches in that series. I'll wear that. Yeah, it does wind me up that they have sponsors on them though. Mm. An international shirt. Yeah. Mm. I that get wind, it, but that winds up when you have like retro shirts and things like that but they're made by the current supply with the current sponsors on yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah 
I mean, you know, just a just just a question on on this because obviously, I know obviously um, for for more for you two. I mean, Callum, I know you're uh, a new parent in this, but you know, as you've just mentioned about you know spending hundreds on your kids, and obviously, like you've already said, knowing that after this series, you're already predicting that next season there'll probably be a New England kit. Yeah, mm. you know, does it put you off? You know, what you've just said now in your head, are you saying, well, I'm going to buy this one because I might as well see if I like the next one better? Or Do, do you know what I mean? Or are you, are you talking about England stuff or club stuff? England. I wouldn't club, buy it. Club, club stuff is, you know that's coming out every you year. For yourself or for kids? For your kids or even for, yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, you, you, you're saying 100 quid a time, but you might buy one for yourself. You might want to buy for your kid. It could be 200 quid a time. I wouldn't buy a New England kit until the next World Cup. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. So does it... Is that just your perspective, or is that you saying, "Well, I know there's another one coming out, so I'm not going to buy this one." A bit of both. Yeah. Does it put you off buying if a new this, one? If this one was incredibly nice, mm. I might think about it. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. But it, I, I don't think it is, and it's only going to be for this test series for three games. Yeah. I would probably, like Andy says, wait for the World Cup. Yeah. Which again might only be for three games. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I bought at least it's a world a big you know a big tournament. Yeah, I mean, I bought. I mean, I bought a special shirt um, a few months ago, and I think Callum, you've got one as well. It's a black one, mm. and it's a black one with a with a red and blue V on it, uh, and it celebrates Clive Sullivan. Yeah, so Clive Sullivan special edition. Yes, and instead of the shirt being white, Great Britain, it's a black Great Britain. I've got that, and that's a lovely shirt. Yeah, mm. I'd, yeah. I'd even wear that to an England game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd even wear that to an England game. So I think you know, I think. For me, I've got a choice there of a couple of shirts for yeah. either last year's World Cup one or the special Clive Sullivan one. I've no need to buy this one. No, I don't feel as much of a strain buying the England one than to do the club stuff because mm. obviously it's your club. Yeah, and and you could even go to an England game in your club stuff. Yeah, of course you can. So I don't, I, I don't necessarily buy them unless they're really nice. Mm. I just think. We're getting. I think as fans, I just think we're getting taken for not taken for a ride, but I think I think being squeezed and put under pressure, especially, you know, Parents, the, the way that yeah. the um, you know, the the way that the economy is and the way the cost of living thing is as well. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah I agree. Yeah, I think we should go to two years. Yeah, yeah, I'll I like turn that. It. Yeah, That's good idea. Good idea. The LFP lobbies for that. <laughs> <laughs> Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. Yes, now I know we're going to be joined by a rugby league legend next week uh, in, Richard in Richard Silverwood. Yeah. Um, but I'm pleased to announce that we've managed to get another rugby league legend on this week. <sighs> it's rugby league legend and professional crown green bowler. Bry from six again. <laughs> Bry, how are we this week? New, new, Cheltenham. I thought you'd had Adam O'Brien on for a minute then. <laughs> new, new, Bry. Are we well, okay? Yeah, we're fine, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, do you want to tell us quickly about you, you, the uh, the Crown Green Bowl and particularly what we're also interested in, the way that you drew with a nine-year-old? If you want to tell us that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, there was a MND um, fundraiser um, organised by Lynn Pritchett and uh, one of our insiders, Dave Medic, 
um, a big house yesterday. I got roped into playing um, alongside people like Wager, Danica Payne, Faggy Arnold. Um, I got beat by Ross Fittis, another one of our insiders. Um, I got beat by Adam O'Brien, who's a shark. He, he actually plays Crown Green Bowls. Um, I drew with John O'Ford and then drew with a nine-year-old. <laughs> now, now you laugh. Now you laugh. He had, you, had, had no answer. You laugh, but... <laughs> <laughs> you, you laugh, but he beat John O'Ford. Yeah. And the shot that he beat John O'Ford with, there's something like, you know what you know when you see... Um, you know when you see in in ten pin bowling like two pins either side, and oh, yeah. knock one and then spin seven, it back and knock the other. Seven tens. Um, yeah, the he done one of them, and then he landed about half a foot away from the jack, and John O'Ford was just stood there shaking his head as if to go, "How did you just do that?" And he, you know, the best bit was he done like this cocky little strut across the green <laughs> this, this little nine year old John O'Ford like six foot eight <laughs> this little nine year old just strutting across the green like yeah I can do that <laughs> so, yeah but yeah um, Dave Medic ended up winning it um, he beat um, he beat Ross Fiddish in the final so he won his own competition um, but, <laughs> yeah that's what we say he um, won his own competition yeah. But it was a fantastic day. Um, the, the the place that held their big house, and um, they made it a family fun day. There must have been at least two thousand people there. Um, loads of names from the league. Uh, Peter Emmett doing a great job as an MC, um, and loads being raised. Um, I don't have the full figure yet. I hasn't got it herself. So, but when 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 she does, I will put it up online. But Brilliant. fantastic cause, and it was amazing, amazing day. Excellent. But my legs are hurting now, and yeah, I've been beat. It's just a bit, a bit like the prediction league at the minute. Well, talking of that, talking of the prediction league legend, would you like to uh, would you like to update us? Yeah. So um, we had two spots on last week. Um, one was from Salford, and one was from Callum in the Salford v Wakefield game. That's as good as it got for Callum. Um, we had seven non-movers. Um, Callum and Bobby both went down three places. Hull FC went down two. Catalan, Huddersfield and Waddington went down one. Inside, they went up five places. Wigan went up three. St. Helens went up two. And Wakefield are our now new leaders oh. by one point from Catalan. Well done, Wakey. Um, they went top um, last weekend. Um, this week, we have the Castleford, Allison. Catalan Dean, Huddersfield um, Cowbell, for Hull FC Karen, for Hull KR Joseph, for Leeds Jordan, for Lee we've got Forbidden Game, for Salford we've got Louise, for St. Helens we've got Steve, for Wakefield we've got Ben, for Waddington we've got Noxie, for Wigan we've got Gary, and this week for the Insiders we've got a um, current England international who has a game, an international game against Wales on Saturday coming up. Um, he's the new vice captain of the England PDRL team. Connor Lines. Ah, oh, welcome to Connor. Thank Brilliant. you for joining Thanks, in, man. Connor. And uh, best of luck in the uh, the game at weekend. Yeah. Are we ready, boys? We're ready. We're ready. Tough week this week, boys. Hull KRC Catalan is where we start. It's at eight o'clock and it's on Friday. 
Oh, God. What a tough game that's going to be. Um, Carlan will will obviously look to, to bounce back, um, not just to, to get back on form with the, the league leaders, but after being nilled at home, you'll, you'd think they need a big response. But I don't know, something is telling me that Hulk IR at home is just a tough ask, and I'm going to say the league leader shield's going to hot up because I'm going Hulk IR by four. Uh, I think after that with Catalan, I think they do have to put in a much better performance and I do think they will and I think they'll cement their place at the top of the league and I'm going to go Catalans by 10. Yeah, I think it was just a blip, if you like. Um, it is going to be tough um, and it could go either way, but I'm going to go Catalan by 8. Saying that, I do owe. I mean, I've, I've gone that, but I do actually owe Paul Carr win. Because I think that'll like hot things up both at both ends of the table of the playoffs and the, and yeah, the yeah, league. So yeah, I, yeah. I actually do hope Little Car win, but I do think that Catalans will will nick it. Mm. And I've gone Catalan by twelve. Um, Bobby, you're one of six who've gone for Hull KR. Um, two have gone for Hull KR by ten. Two have gone for Catalan by eighteen, and they both are both our highest variances for this week. Um, next on Friday, we have Lee v Huddersfield, also at 8 o'clock. Um, I think this is the week that Lee shake off the hangover and get back to winning ways. Um, still not convinced how, we've said before on tonight, I'm not, still not convinced how good that Huddersfield are. So I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to think Lee will get back to winning ways and I'm going to go Lee by 16. I'm going to go Lee by 10. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to go Lee by 8. And I've gone Lee by 12. Um, we've only got one who's gone for Huddersfield this week. And that's our whole KR fan, Joseph. Everyone su- else has gone for Lee. I'm surprised at that, because I oh, thought right. that might have been a bit tighter than I, than I would have thought, because mm. especially with... I think most people are thinking the same as us that actually Lee at home will probably shake off a hangover. Mm, yeah. Okay. It shows how much confidence Huddersfield fans have when the highest score that we have for Lee is yours, Andy, Lee by 16. Your match by Cowbell, he's going to Lee by 16. Okay. Um, last game on Friday. It's on Sky. It's at 8 o'clock and it's Wigan P. Salford. Another tough one. Another tough one. Um, I do think Wigan being at home just edges it, and I think with their attacking prowess combined with what we've said about Salford and them being prone to leaking points, I think we're going to ledge it. I'm going to say Wigan by 14. Mm, I'll go Wigan 16 then. I was going to go 14, but I'll go 16. I'll go Wigan 12. And I've also gone Wigan by 16. Um, that's four of us now, and we've gone Wigan by 16. Okay. Um, we've only got one who've gone for Salford. It's Louise. Well done, Louise. Can feel a Salford She's gone by to... two coming. <laughs> oh, oh, it's close. It's Salford by four. Oh. <laughs> that's her biggest prediction of the season for Salford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we're up on to Saturday, um, three o'clock. 
It's Hullasi for Leeds. Uh, another tough one, really. I, I think this. I think this ends either team's see whoever loses. I think their season's done with. I think because oh, of other results, I don't think they'll get four points in in three games. No, um, so I think whoever wins this still has a chance. Whoever doesn't, it is over for them. Um, Hull at home have been have been better. God, I think this is a real coin toss, I'll be honest with you, but uh, I'm going to give Hull the home advantage. I'm going to go Hull by four. No, I think the same. I think Leeds are in a bit of disarray at the minute. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go Hull 12. I'm going to go Hull eight. I was going to go eight, but before Brian says, I didn't go eight because I thought there'd be about 20 people go Hull by eight. <laughs> well, I've gone Hull by ten. And... Callum is now one of three who've gone full FC by eight. That's not bad. Um, so we've got a couple of twos either way, but we do have a Leeds by one. And that's from our whole KR fan, Joseph. Um, Saturday, we have a Sky game at three o'clock. It's the former Daddle Pal Derby. It's one and two for Castleford. Yeah. Um, Odd game for television, that, isn't it? Yeah. Very, very odd, odd game, yeah, not very. really, for television. Um, not only that, there's train strikes on as well. I, so, I, yeah. Well, I think Warrington will... Um, I think they'll I think they'll back this up, Warrington, and I think they'll go Warrington 20. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 24, Warrington 24. I really want to go high on this, but it's just typical of Warrington this season to just not back up a good win with a, with another good performance. I, st- I, st- I think they'll win, but I don't think it will be... I'm going to go Warrington by 14. I think if they weren't playing Cass, I think I'd have gone a bit less, but I think that's... Yeah, but I just don't, I don't know. I just feel so typical of Warrington not to go out there this week and not play to their best again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Okay. I've gone Warrington by 18. And I'm one of four who've gone Warrington by 18. Now, Bobby, you say you didn't want to go high? Mm. Our Lee fan trying to catch Andy Warrington by 50 <laughs> okay. okay and then we have another new game it wouldn't actually surprise me but yeah anyway. we have another new game yeah what has Noxie predicted this week <laughs> surely he's got to have predicted a Warrington win no he's not going to I got to. He's have. not going to. Warrington twenty four. I'm going. I think he's got to. I'm have. going Castleford by ten. I'm going to say he's going to go low with me. I'm going to say he's going to go Warrington by ten. Okay. Castleford by two. No. no. <laughs> so we know what that means. He thinks they're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, it's on Sunday. It's a three o'clock. And it's Wakefield for St. Helens. Yeah, uh, easiest one of the lot, I think. Um, I want to say Saints by a big amount, but they've just not really done it all season, have they? No. And they're all on Aldi. Yeah. yeah. Even last week when they got a good first half, they didn't mm, really have to They didn't it, kick did they? on, did no. they, as such? I'm going to go Saints 28. Uh, I've just wrote 26 down, so 26. 
And I will go... I'll go Saints. Saints 30. And I've gone Saints by 20. Um, We have a Wakefield. It's Wakefield by two. And it's by Louise. Oh, okay. And that is it, boys. Excellent. Brilliant. Thanks, Bry. I mean, it's been a load of balls. No worries, I, it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm off, I'm off to go practicing. Yeah. You know, I, I've got, <laughs> I, I need to go practice. <laughs> yeah. This week, well, he's, taken well, we, a, he's taken on a seven year old this week. <laughs> <laughs> Try and build his confidence back yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, his name's Freddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, brilliant. I'm backing Freddie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, I think that just about wraps up our 100th episode. Yeah. Happy birthday to Rugby League. Yeah. More importantly, happy birthday to us. Is it a bit? Yeah, say? it's not really a birthday, is it? Just, what? Well, it's just 100th episode. It's not really. We didn't start right. on this day, did we? No, we didn't. Yeah, happy right. milestone. Yeah, happy, happy milestone. milestone. There yeah. you go. Good job, Bryce, isn't it? Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> anyway, that wraps up the 100th episode, and we promise that Richard Silverwood will be on next week. Yeah. Have Hopefully. a special on its own. Be a special on its own. Yeah. So there we go. That will um, be a nice celebration of 100 episodes. So thank you for staying with us all this time. Uh, thanks to everybody participating in Predictions League, and thanks to Brian for running it. If you are going to any games this week, then stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Loose Forward podcast for this week, it's goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.